It's Fire Away Friday. Fire Away Friday. On Exploring the Word, this is your chance to ask us your Bible question at 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. You can also email your question at word at AFR.net or visit Facebook.com slash Exploring the Word. Exploring the Word. It's Fire Away Friday on American Family Radio. Have you ever heard that song? It says, Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming, and I know it won't be long. Well, I'm glad of that. I'm going to begin with a scripture, and then I'll introduce my co-host, and we'll talk about today's show, Micah 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old from everlasting. That's Micah 5.2. And we welcome you to Exploring the Word. Alex McFarland here, along with Bert Harper. And Exploring the Word is the show where we do just that. We look at the Scriptures, God's Word. And if you've got a Bible question, I'm going to give you the uh, number, the toll-free number. We would love for you to call in with a Bible question today. The number is 888 589-8840. We've got the call board up, and we'll do our best to answer your questions. Now, I think, Bert, we also might have a, a, another special little twist to today's show, don't we? we? A little bit in light of Christmas? We sure do. We've done this once before on Exploring the Word. Those of us that listen to AFR all the time know what Trivia Friday is but Tim Wildman and today's issues so we're doing a little bit like that today on Exploring the Word on Fireway Friday. Alex and I are going to give you eight, uh, four questions each, eight altogether. We'll give them to you in a moment. And you're to call in and you can answer that Bible. It will be a Christmas question. Uh, not all of them are Bible. I'm just tell you, they hint at it, but they're four questions from Alex, four from me. And then if you want to ask us a question, you can Today, if you, we're just saying it real quickly. Christmas questions go first. Uh, Robert, our uh, call screener, he, when he has a, a Christmas question that you want to ask Alex or me, he'll put that up there, and we'll see that, and we want to answer that question. We'll try to answer as many as we can, but we've got our own questions today. Now, opposite of Trivia Friday, Alex, uh, what do you think? Uh, we might send some people some uh if we can get one or two addresses, and I'll call it out, we might give them a, a present. Uh, we still have some books of those 100 questions, don't we? 100 questions and answers. Uh, we do. Yeah. We got uh, one of, the, if you'll answer one of Alex's questions and one of mine, we will send you, hang on after the end of it. We'll get you a dress and send you a book. So, Alex, yes. I, we, if, with all this going on, an hour to do it. I guess we need to get to our questions. You got some? We do. We do. And uh, let me just say this, folks. One thing, in relation to yesterday's program, I mentioned an article I wrote called Bible Facts About the Trinity, and uh, Jim Stanley and Brent Austin have gotten that put up on the Facebook page, I understand. I sent that article in because we had a, Bert, yesterday we had a lot of great calls, and we had one man who had several questions about what we mean by the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So that article um, is several pages, and we put it up on Facebook. If you go on the Exploring the Word Facebook page, maybe that article might be helpful to you. And uh, so the number is 888-589-8840, and I see we've got calls coming in. But, Bert, may I ask a Bible question about Christmas? Go right ahead. Get two or three of them, Alex. That way we'll have them. They'll have their choices. And and some of these are Bible. Some of these are just about Christmas. Uh, so I'm going to start out, and it's just one of my favorite movies. And for Angie and me, it's just not Christmas at our house till we've watched that great movie, It's a Wonderful Life, with Jimmy Stewart. Bert, do you and Jen like that movie? Love that movie. I'm telling you, it's it's in my top ten. I can tell you that right now. Maybe well, in the top three. I love it. I, as I understand it, that movie was based on a very famous book, and my question, exploring the word audience, what was the name of the book on which the movie It's a Wonderful Life was based? If you want to take a crack at that question, 
uh, we welcome you to do that. First, is it okay if I uh, bring up a call or two, Bert? Well, now let's let me let's a, let's give our questions first, Alex, so they can choose which one they want to answer. Okay. Okay. The okay. Sec, my question, I got, I want to give two. True or false? This is easy. The shepherds and the wise men arrived in Bethlehem the same night. True or false? And here's another oh. one, and it is this. How did the wise men know not to let Herod know where Jesus was living? How did the wise men know not to let Herod know where Jesus was living? Those are two of my questions. Would you ask one more of yours, and that way our first caller can take their pick. Okay. When when Mary and Joseph had to go up to Bethlehem, uh, you know, they traveled to Bethlehem. About how far was that in miles? Roughly approximate number of miles for Mary and Joseph to get to Bethlehem. Good question. Uh, what do you think, callers? Good All right. question. Okay, let's go to the first caller. Who is it, Alex? This is Carrie. Carrie in Mississippi. Thanks for holding. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. What question you want to go after, Carrie? Uh, I was trying to listen. I couldn't really hear him. Uh... Well, let me give you the true and false one, okay? And then, Alex, you give one. The shepherds and the wise men arrived in Bethlehem the same night. Is that true or false? The other question I had, how did the wise men know not to let Herod know where Jesus was living? Alex, ask, ask your two. Okay, and my two questions. Uh, the movie It's a Wonderful Life was based on a book. What was that book? Do you know the title? Or the other question I had was, uh, how far did Mary and Joseph have to go to get to Bethlehem? How many miles was that? Now, Carrie, was there a question in there that you feel like you want to give us an answer? I think it was false that the wise men made it there the same night. That is correct. Way to go, Carrie. Matter of fact, uh, it was probably months and even a year further down the line. And uh, But look at all the nativity scenes. They have the shepherds and the wise men there together looking at the manger. Uh, that's uh, tradition, but this time that tradition is false. Way to go. Way to go, Kerry. Do you have a question for us about Christmas, Kerry? I really would. I kind of, everything happened so fast, I didn't really have it. <laughs> wasn't able to think of one. Hey, brother, we appreciate you calling. What part of Mississippi are you from, Kerry? I live in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I was kind of wanting one of them books, but okay, but. stay on, and we will get uh, make sure we get Carrie's address. Okay, would you do that? Uh, stay on, don't you hang up, and uh, Thank we'll. You. Let I listen you. to you guys every single day, and I appreciate y'all, and I, I love you guys. Merry okay, Christmas. we okay. love you, brother. God bless. Way you. to go! Now, don't hang up, Carrie. Stay on. Uh, we'll try to get your address. Okay. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Yeah, Carrie, hang on. We want to get your address. That's okay, right. those guys are in there getting it. They got it, so we're good. good. Go to the next caller. Who is it, Alex? Okay, I want to talk to Charles in Texas. Charles, welcome to Exploring the Word. Merry Christmas, uh, Charles. Hey, hey, Merry Christmas to you guys too, man. It's a it's a a present to to be able to talk to you guys. I listen to you every day, and uh, golly, you're just such a blessing. Oh and man, thank you. Thank you, Charles. Listen, Alex, yes, Alex and I, our listeners, bless us, and we want you to know that. Thank you, Charles. What do you want to answer? Thank you. Yeah, which question do you want to answer? All right. This is a (laughs) not very well-educated guess, okay, but I think the uh, distance was about 40 miles. Is that correct? Well, um, not exactly. I mean, you're you're maybe getting toward the ballpark, and I'm not going to give the answer yet, but I appreciate that noble guess. Based on my research, that's not quite far enough, so I'm going to let somebody else give a shot at that one, too. How far did Mary and Joseph travel? But, Charles, thanks very much. Uh, let, me, let me try to go to another right here. This is... Um, Corliss in Oklahoma. Corliss, are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Which of our questions about Christmas do you want to give an answer to, Corliss? I'm trying to remember um, what's 
what's left to be answered. Okay, let me um, give mine, and I'm going to add one. So listen carefully. Okay. How did the wise men uh, know not to let Herod know where Jesus was living? How did they know that? Because Herod said, come back and let me know so I can come and worship him also. But some way they found out they didn't need to do that. And here's the other question. What was the name of the woman Mary and Joseph met at the temple who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem? What was the name of that woman Mary and Joseph met at the temple? And Alex, go ahead with your two again. Okay. Uh, First, though, Corliss, did you want to try to give an answer to one of those? No, I don't think so. Okay. I've got a couple more. How far did Mary and Joseph travel? To get to Bethlehem in miles, roughly in miles, how far did Mary and Joseph have to travel? Or what about this? This is from pop culture, you might say. That famous movie, It's a Wonderful Life, was based on a book. Do you know the name of the book on which that beloved Christmas movie was based? It's a Wonderful Life. What's the name of the book? Any of those you got an answer for, Corliss? Well, I'm thinking that the uh, journey that they took to Bethlehem was in the range of 60 or 70 miles. I'm trying to remember what the pastor said last Sunday, because he said, but uh, I would guess 60. You're close. In fact, I'm going to tell you, folks, I'm going to give you this answer. (laughs) My best. Hey, that's the answer. Ready? Yes. They say that was like maybe 90 miles. That's right. 90, oh, isn't that so? It is. It's 88 miles between Nazareth mm-hmm. and Jerusalem. Bethlehem's on the other side. Add two miles to oh. it, and you get the 90 miles. That is wow. as, about as accurate. And it would take close, at the best, three days' journey. And if they took more time, which they probably had to with Mary uh, expecting Jesus, it probably was a five-day journey. And it was strenuous, and it was dangerous back in those two well, Alex. Well, I'm going to tell you, thank you so much, Corliss. Now, I see we've got a lot of callers, and we've got Brian from Texas coming up, and you've got a, a legitimate Bible question that we really do want to answer. So, Brian, please don't go away. And we've got a lot to say. Uh, and so here's this number, 888-589-8840. Before the break, I'm going to see if we can get Jason in from Mississippi with an answer to a Christmas Bible trivia question. Jason from Mississippi. Alex, well, tell you what, yeah. hang on. We've yeah, got that we music. Yes. Hey, hang on. Listen, uh, we'll be back in that number, 888-589-8840. We're going to add two or three of these questions so that you can answer them and have the opportunity to answer them. We're enjoying this different kind of Fireway Friday, and we hope you are as well. We'll be right back with more. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. Dr. Tony Evans says our earthly problems grow out of spiritual battles taking place behind the scenes of our lives. So how do we fight what we can't see? We'll find out as we spend two minutes with Tony. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, guess where? In the heavenly places. Now, this verse says two things. It says God the Father is in the heavenly places, but notice what else it says. It says your blessings are in the heavenly places. Now, if you and I are in a war, 
And we need blessing to win the war. And the blessings that we need to win are with the Father who's over the war. And the blessings that we need to win are with the Father who's in heavenly places. If you don't know how to get to heavenly places, you don't know how to get to the blessings to get the help to help you to win the war on earthly places. Let's look at what else is in heavenly places. Chapter 2, verse 6. And God has raised us, Christians, up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ. Now, this is getting gooder and gooder. He says that when you accepted Christ, you were transported to another zone. And so as we learn about how heavenly places operate, now you can take control of earthly results because you can take control of the heavenly beings causing your earthly problems. But you say, wait a minute, I'm here in church right now. I'm in a physical place, and that's the problem. If you only see where you are physically and never understand where you're supposed to be spiritually, you'll never be able to win the battle of spiritual warfare. Get the big picture of the battle going on behind the scenes of your life. Request a copy of Dr. Evans' book, Warfare, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Psalm 14, verse 2. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Fire Away Friday, and this is a different kind of Fire Away Friday. We're asking the questions, and you are giving us the answers. This is a Christmas edition, a little week ahead. Let me give you this. Next Friday will be a pre-recorded program, and I'm just telling you, uh, Alex and I did this earlier, and it is good. You'll want to hear it. Uh, it's going to be played on Friday. It'll be played Christmas Day, and uh, I think you will love it and enjoy it. But, Alex, uh, we have Brian from Texas, and his is not a, a Bible question, but it's an important question. Would you mind yes. calling on, and you answer it, and then we'll go to the next scholar. Yes, and by the way, folks, the number is 888-589-8840. Uh, but Brian from Texas, you've been on hold, and I wanted to get to you. You've got a question for us, my friend. What is that? All right, gentlemen. Uh was married for just over 20 years, been divorced for two and a half. I still chased and pursued her, kind of want her back. Uh, we're we're kind of together, but she's now starting to think that because we're not married, that uh, if we engage in sexual activities between each other, it's premarital sex and it's a sin. But I keep saying that, you know, divorce was man-made, not God-made, so God still thinks we're married. And I, I don't know if I'm right or if I'm just saying that because that's what I want it to be, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I'm just curious, and by, by the way, thank you for calling in, and, and we're going to do our best to give you some, some good counsel. So you were married for 20 years, but then you got divorced, right? Yes, sir. Uh, now, since that divorce, have either or both of you been remarried? No, sir. We've been uh, strictly still sort of together, me chasing her, still trying to rekindle what we had. Yeah. How long ago was your divorce finalized? Uh, two and a half years. Okay. Um, now, and, and neither one of you has uh, had a relationship or been married to somebody else? No, sir. Yeah. Um, is she open to reconciliation? Uh, actually moved in with me. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so now this this is a 21st century situation, and listen, I'm not making light of it at all. But so you're you're living with the person that had been your spouse for 20 years, right? Correct. Separate separate rooms, you know. But okay. yes. So, um, do both of you know the Lord? I, I mean, are you would yes. you both profess to be born again Christians? Yes, sir. Well, first of all, I want to say. Uh, look, God can fix this, and, you know, uh, C.S. Lewis would say you can't unscramble an egg, and while I will grant you that this is um, 
you know, an unusual situation. Believe me, and I hope she will hear this, this can be fixed. And what I see here is an incredible opportunity for uh, you guys. Your marriage can be a trophy of God's power to restore something. And I, and I want to tell you, lose at anything else but win with your marriage. And I want to encourage both of you to, to get in church and get into counseling. Uh, and I would encourage you to find a Christian counselor. Now, you're in Texas, and uh, if you would, I would really love to get your contact info. I don't often do this because we just we simply can't. With millions of listeners, we can't. But I, I would, if we could get your contact info, um, I want to do my very best. I know Christian counselors across this nation. I want to try to help you find a Christian counselor where you are. And please take your marriage with utmost seriousness. Don't just lightly do this. Brother, save your marriage. I want to ask you yes or no. Do you believe God can resurrect your marriage? Yes, sir. Definitely. Amen. Um, and and is your wife open to the marriage getting restored? To my knowledge, she is. Wonderful. Wonderful. So let me say this, please, without going into too much detail, set aside the physical desire for a moment. Look, it's natural for husbands and wives to want to be physically intimate. That's just a natural thing, and God has given us a context for the expression of sexual desire, and it's called marriage. But right now, I would beg of you to not make that the priority right this minute. Make the Lord Jesus, Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God. And where each of you spiritually, that's what's most important right now. And I would encourage you to um, seek counseling with the view that what we're doing is to restore the marriage. Right now, resuming sexual activity is not the first step in restoring the marriage. The first step in restoring the marriage is that individually and corporately you're utterly, completely committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to get your contact info, but Bert, I want I want to pray for Brian and his spouse. Yes, let's do uh, that. And Bert, you are a pastor of three decades. I'm a pastor and minister of two and a half decades. I want you to pray, but Bert, first, what counsel would you give? Well, listen, I would I could agree with you. I could not add to anything that you said. Uh, God, the whole idea is to bring God glory. That's your purpose, Brian. You'll get give God glory by seeking him first and then working on this marriage that God wants to work, and that's our desire, and that's what we're praying for. Father, I pray, pray for Brian. I pray for his wife. I think that he would call today. And seek uh, what you would have to say in your word. Marriage was meant between a man and a woman, and it was meant for life. And I pray, Father, with where they are and what's taking place, <clears throat> that this marriage is is ready to be reconciled for your glory. I pray it would happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brian. And, and Brian, sure let and get us that get your contact info. Yeah, because I want to follow up with you, Brian, and. Uh, Bert, don't you count it just such a privilege that people would entrust to us major life decisions like this? Uh, it is, and that's part of what makes exploring the Word uh, unique in so many ways. So, Brian, again, thank you. Okay. Uh, thank we're going to go to Jason in Mississippi. Then we're going to go to Linda in a minute. But, Jason, right now, uh, Merry Christmas. Do you have some answers? We we got Christmas questions, and Jason, we're seeking answers. Help us out, man. <laughs> well, thank you, and Merry Christmas to y'all. I really appreciate um, y- y'all on the radio. Uh, I want to answer the question, how the wise men knew not to return to Herod? Okay, that is my question. How did the wise men know not to let Herod know where Jesus was living? Uh, they were warned not to in a dream. Amen. That is exactly right. Matthew 2, ding, 12. Ding, ding. That's we have it. a winner. We do. And uh, th- listen, if you want to look at it, look at the number of dreams in the nativity story, and you will be amazed. Again, it is very real. But that's exactly right, Jason. Great. 
Well, that in mind, Alex, I need to add, uh, I'm going to add my It's a Wonderful Life question, okay? Okay. In the movie It's a Wonderful Life, what would have been the name of Bedford Falls if George Bailey had not been born? What would have been the name of Bedford Falls if George Bailey had not been born? And another question I'll add to that, what year was the Christmas song Silent Night first performed? What year oh, okay. was the Christmas song Silent Night first performed? Add one of your questions, Alex. I, I will, and I, and I want to make sure that um, – are we going to be able to send a book to Jason? Because he had a correct answer. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, if Jason's still on, we'll try to get his address. Yes, sir. Okay. They're doing okay. it, I think, in there. Okay, good. Uh, we're going to go to Linda in South Carolina, a longtime friend and listener. Uh, Linda, are you there? I'm here. All right. Now, you've heard Bert's question. I'm going to throw one of my own out there. And Linda is a dear friend of our ministry. Merry Christmas, sister. I got, a, I got another question for you. What beloved Christmas hymn happens to be my favorite Christmas song was written by a French wine merchant, of all things. A French wine merchant wrote a beloved Christmas hymn. Uh, Linda, do you, what, what question do you want to take a crack at? Well, the one about... Um the book that It's a Wonderful Life was based on. Okay. The film It's a Wonderful Life, Everybody Loves This Movie with Jimmy Stewart, was based on a famous book. What book? It was A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Well. <laughs> that was our friend Brent Austin. That, uh, that was Brent Austin. Now, yeah. I, in, in all fairness, now, now Linda... I've got to admit, now you're partially right. Now, Bert, I, this is where I have to say she is partially right. Actually, actually, there is a, a more recent book, but I will say this. Now, Frank Capra, the, the filmmaker, and I probably am way too much of a It's a Wonderful Life fan, I'm going to have to give you partial credit because Frank Capra was somewhat influenced by a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. By the way, folks, let me recommend a movie, a movie that did not do well. It was only in the box office, like it was in theaters one weekend, but it's from about two or three years ago called The Man Who Invented Christmas. It's the story of Charles Dickens. Yeah. But there actually is another more recent book. But Linda, thanks for calling and thanks for listening. And and Merry Christmas. You're, uh, you're welcome. Merry to, Christmas to y'all. Thank All you, right. Linda. We'll be in touch. God bless. Let's go to let's go to Barb. Barb in is it Missouri? Yes. Uh, welcome to Exploring the Word. What question did you want to answer? And and give us the question <coughs> and your answer, Barb. Be sure and turn the radio off, Barb. By the way, turn the radio off. Yes, ma'am. So we can just hear you okay. on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to answer the question of the name of the lady in the temple that Mary and Joseph saw when they took Jesus into the temple. Okay. As that, a baby. What is her name? It's a great name. It's Anna. That is correct. Amen. Way to go. Do you? Uh, the story is, and I'm checking you out. You don't. This is not part. We want you to give a book anyway. Do you know how many years she'd been waiting? Did you check that out? Uh, I think she was. I think she was eighty-four. You got it, and she had been yeah. waiting yep. and waiting and waiting. Yeah. And uh, what a great lady that was! I appreciate yeah. that. That's great, Barb. Stay online. Let's try okay. to get your address, okay. and we'll send you a book. You're doing great. Thank okay. you so much. Amen. Jennifer in Mississippi. Jennifer, thanks for holding. Welcome to this Christmas edition of Fireway Friday. Hi. How are y'all doing? Good. Welcome. Thank you. I listen to you all the time. First time I've ever called in, though. Um, I wanted to answer the question about what book the It's yes. Wonderful Life was based on. Yes. Uh, I can answer the other It's a Wonderful Life question, too, because it's my favorite. But <laughs> uh, The Greatest Gift, is that correct, by Philip Van Doren? The great, amen. The Greatest Gift by Philip Van Doren. You are absolutely correct, Jennifer. 
That is right. Uh, hey, you're look, you're listening <clears throat> to two guys that love Jesus, love the Bible, <laughs> love the Word of God, love this program, but we also love it's a wonderful life. So, uh, well, you know, Jim Stewart was a good, godly man. But I, me and my dad watch it every year, and I'm 48, so we've watched it a lot. <laughs> Uh, yes, and um, I hey, by the way, I if I could ask one. Okay. Yeah, go ask us a question, yeah, Jennifer. Okay. Uh, I have uh, three grandchildren, and my daughter is really torn between the Santa Claus versus not the Santa Claus. And I just wanted to know, you know, when we get out and go into Walmart and places like that, you see very little of, if any, real Christmas anymore. And so she's just on the fence. One is four and the other two are two years old, just twins. Of just, I know it makes it fun, but is it really something that we should be doing as Christians with our children? Okay, Jennifer, I, listen, there's different answers for that. Uh, I Just make sure you don't straight out lie. I can tell you that. Uh, when they come yeah. to the age where they're asking questions, tell the truth. Now, the others, right. um, I, you know, I know a lot of believers it didn't affect them, and I know some that it said it did. Alex, would you add to that? Well, and, and Jennifer, if you could, on Tuesday of this week, um, I, I had the privilege of guest hosting the Hamilton Corner. Now, it is archived at AFR.net. And, Bert, what day would okay. that have been? Would that have been the 12th or 13th? Uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday, the 13th. It would have been the 13th. Now, 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 listen to this, Jennifer. I had as my guest a historian, William Federer, Bill Federer. He's got a brand-new book out called There Really Is a Santa Claus. And on that show, he goes into incredible depth about St. Nicholas, a, a Christian minister in the 3rd century in Turkey. And uh, St. Nicholas was a, a devout believer, and many of the uh, you know things about Christmas, even the date, December 25th, where we celebrate Jesus' birthday, Bill Federer went into amazing historical detail about Santa Claus, about Christmas, and it's out of his book. And, and let me say, he's a first-rate historian, but if you listen to to the Hamilton Corner from Tuesday the 13th. It's on AFR.net, archived. I think you'll be inspired, and I think you'll be inspired to celebrate Christmas and, yes, include St. Nicholas in that. It's thoroughly Christian and, frankly, very inspiring. So God bless you for your stand for the Lord, and thank you so much for listening to the show. Alex, Uh, we don't have time to go to the next caller, so let me add a question here. Uh, Okay. Okay, because we just don't have time. In the genealogies that's given of Joseph and Mary, Joseph's genealogy goes back to Abraham. Who does Mary's genealogy go back to? Who was okay. it? Who was the first one that was listed? That's a good question. And we're going to come up with more of these people who are calling in to answering our questions here on Exploring the Word. The AFA Resource Center has all your favorite items. Everything from books, movies, shirts, and even hats. Introducing AFA's polyester and twill hats, starting at just $18. Whether you're into fashion, a collector, or you're just having a bad hair day, these hats are just what you need. You can buy one for yourself or a friend. Purchase your AFA hat today at resources.afa.net. Bishop E.W. Jackson. What needs to be told to these black men is get a job, stop fathering children that you can't take care of, stop hanging out in the streets, and stop acting like the cops are your enemy anytime you interact with them, particularly when you're interacting with them in a situation where you know they've come expecting potential trouble because of the circumstances you've allowed yourself to be in. How about trying that? Weekdays at noon central on American Family Radio. In churches, and a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing. In his image, 
Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality is now available for church screenings and events. Every person in America needs to see this. And all pastors need to show this to the church, get the people informed. If the church and Jesus isn't the answer, where's the world going? We want the message of the film to touch as many hearts and lives as possible, and we'd love to join with you to bring the film to your community. So let's say you have a small group or your church, or we've even been bringing the film into some prisons. We want to partner with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit, and it's completely free, and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event. To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the Host an Event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah weren't the only Jewish exiles in Babylon. They weren't the only people under Nebuchadnezzar who knew that Yahweh expressly prohibited worshiping graven images. Yet they are the only three recorded in Scripture who refused to bow down and worship the golden statue. Though they were an extreme minority, they refused to go along to get along with the Babylonian culture. The way of Christ following may be in the minority today. It is, nevertheless, the way. Resolute is the disposition of the fully persuaded. In this modern-day Babylon, be one of the three. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Alex and Bert are so glad that you're listening. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. You can tell Christmas is getting close because Bert and Alex love Christmas. We really, really do. And Bert, i got to say this. Um, As a child growing up on the farm, Christmas was special. Sometimes it snowed, and my sister and I would go down and feed the chickens and the cows that we had. And Christmas is so special. But I want to tell you, the the longer I've lived, the reality that the Lord Jesus Christ, he was laid in a manger. He would one day be laid in a tomb. But you remember, he said the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He didn't stay in that manger. He didn't stay in that tomb. (laughs) He rose. Hallelujah. I I love Christmas because it's the reality of Christ our Savior. And I think I with every passing year, I, Christmas is more special than it ever has been. I agree with you. If it wasn't for Christmas, we would not know Emmanuel, God with us. Now, the Holy Spirit is in us, but Jesus was with us. He walked those dusty roads. He hungered. He felt those things. And so praise the Lord. Christmas is important, and it deserves to be celebrated, and that's what we do. Well, Alex, now, let me let me ask my three questions, and you, you these are the last ones, so we, we've got a full board. We're going to try to get to as many as we can. In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, what would have been the name of Bedford Falls if George Bailey had not been born? Another mm. question, Joseph's genealogy goes all the way back to Abraham. Mary's genealogy is given also, where does it go back to, or whom does it go back to? And then the other third question, what year was the Christmas song, Silent Night, first performed? Wow, okay. All right, these are good questions, and I'll throw one in, too. And then callers, I'm going to get to Michael next, and then we'll continue. But what French wine merchant wrote one of the world's most beloved Christmas carols, a Christmas hymn, and actually uh, his fellow Frenchman called it the Christian National Anthem. Now, these are some questions. You can choose from one of those. But uh, Michael in North Carolina, Michael, are you there? Yes. Could you uh, take a stab at one of those questions? Yeah, the the name of uh, Bedford Falls. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's it's one of mine and Alex's favorite movies and my favorite movie star, matter of fact, Jimmy Stewart. In It's a Wonderful Life, 
what would have been the name of Bedford Falls if George Bailey had never been born? Um. Pottersville. That is exactly right. Amen. Oh, man. Amen. It shows Can you. Can I that, ask a question, too? Yeah, go right ahead, real yeah. quickly. Go ahead. Uh, what 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 was the town that was uh, based, they based the uh, Bedford Falls on? Uh, Alex, I'm going, it was in New York. Was it Ithaca? It was, uh, it was. Uh, it was close. Where close was it? Ithaca, but not. Seneca Falls. That's it. Yes, that's yes, it. Exactly. I knew it was right there, close. And, uh, and, and didn't didn't they say that Frank Capra? I think when he was in college, he had spent a year there working or something. Uh, yes, Seneca yes. Falls. That's it. I spent Michael. a week there this this summer. Uh, so they it's lots of it's wonderful life uh, memorabilia there. Oh wow! And that, like, I think the main street going through the downtown is very similar to what we see in the movie. Michael, thank yes, you very it is. much. Thank you for calling, Michael. Wow! Yeah, and Bert, I'm just going to tell you, we're going to go to Frederick in Alabama. You know the scene on the bridge where Jimmy Stewart he cries out to God. That still, I get a tear in my eye. It moves me emotionally whenever I see that. Does it, Amen. you, Bert? It does. I plan. I think for Clarence Oddbody. He did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Frederick okay. in Alabama. Yeah. Merry Christmas and, and welcome to Exploring the Word. Yeah, hello? Yeah, go right yes, ahead, sir. Frederick. Uh, guys, you guys are a blessing. Uh, I always hear you guys every time I get out of work. And really, God bless y'all. And uh, today I have I – have, I need to know your take on uh, – when Jesus was born, I know he wasn't born at the twenty fifth because of some evidences that 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 show it. Uh, uh, when the angels went and talked to the pastors, um, then in that time, the, the 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 pastors were with the sheep, and the sheep were not were not supposed to be there because of the cold. Okay. But I don't read exactly when. I, I I needed to know if you guys knew. Okay, Frederick, mm. we can answer the question. Nobody knows specifically. There are some good, good evidence of each. Let me give you mine. Uh, I, I know you favor, I think, in the fall, Alex, and winter. I, I favor the spring because of the key. They, the shepherds, plural, were keeping watch over their flock by night, plural. And uh, most of the time they would be kept in the fold, and that's what they called it. And then one shepherd would lay there at the opening to protect them. He was the night watchman. The others would rest and sleep. But during the ba- the lamb's birth, sheep have a difficult time many times giving birth. And the, she- and the shepherds would stay up watching the sheep all over. And so I, I lean toward the springtime, but that's just my effort. Alex, go ahead with yours. Uh, by the way, I do want to remind people again, Tuesday night, December 13, the show I did on the Hamilton Corner, uh, it's archived at AFR.net, the Hamilton Corner from this past Tuesday night. I had uh, William Federer on, an amazing historian, and Bert, he gave historical basis. He does believe Jesus was born on December 25th, and I'm not going to try to repeat it now, but he makes a, a, a shockingly compelling hit from church history from the time of uh, the Passover and remember Zechariah uh, was in the the line of Abijah and and he went to the temple and Bill Federer gives an amazing an amazing case for a December 25th birth now um, there was a great scholar named Dr. Henry Morris PhD he believes that uh, in the bleak midwinter like December was the time of the miraculous virginal conception. Now, the time of human gestation is 270 days, and if you take nine months, you're going to get to September. And Henry Morris, and this is what I've kind of traditionally held to, was that it might have been in September or at the latest October that shepherds would have been keeping their flocks by night. But, I'm, Bert, I'm with you. We may not know the moment of Jesus's birth physically we do know generally the time of his resurrection at passover you know april 
roughly April 6, 30 A.D. But here's what we know, that Christ came, Galatians 4, 4, and 5. Jesus literally was born. He literally rose from the dead. And, friend, I just want to say this, if you're listening to the show right now. He literally will come into your life. If you put your faith in Jesus, I wish I— Bert, the Lord knows I'm telling you the truth. If I had the money, I'd put a billboard on every street corner in America that Jesus loves you, and he's as close by as a prayer. And whoever you are, if you will call out to Christ today, he will come into your life and forgive your sins. This is reality, folks, uh, that God came onto the stage of human history, and he is real, and his offer— to be your Savior is a real, legitimate offer. So, folks, call out to him today. Frederick, thank you, my friend. James in, Al- uh, James in Texas, I'm sorry. James, uh, Merry Christmas to the Lone Star State. James, what you got for us? Um, the question about uh, the lineage of uh, Mary, or yeah. Jesus with Mary. Okay. The genealogy of Joseph goes way back to Abraham. That's given in Matthew, okay? and But Mary's is given over in Luke. Who does Mary's lineage go all the way back to? Adam. That is exactly right. Now, I love that. The reason it is, Matthew was... He was really speaking to the Jews, and he wrote that with those people in mind. Usually when you write a book or write an article, you have a vision of who would be reading it. And that's what Matthew did. Luke, on the other hand, was looking at the Gentile world, and he went it all the way back to Adam. That is exactly right. You are right on. Thank you, James. Well, that's really good. That is good. Folks, um, we got a full call board, 888-589-8840. I'm going to go to Tom in Texas. Tom, are you there? Yes, sir. What uh, question do you have to answer? I, I don't know if I do now. Everybody answered the well, one. let me though. add one. <laughs> Tom, let, I'll add one real quickly. In the, chap, in the chapters of Matthew's and Luke's uh, story of the nativity, how many times do we hear these words, do not be afraid? How many times do we hear the oh words, do not be afraid, in Matthew and Luke's account of the nativity? It is, that's, that's a sermon worth preaching, those of you that are looking for good Christmas sermons. But uh, I would add that one to it. Uh, you want to take a stab at one of them, Tom? I don't have an answer for that, Brother Burt. Well, let me give you but, a, let yeah. me give you a multiple choice, man. Wouldn't you like to have me as a professor? I, I, I would. would. I'd, I'd make yes, everybody would. get a good grade. Listen, here's the numbers. Was it two, four, or six? It was one of those. What do you say? I'm gonna there, say Tom? six. Uh, well, I'm gonna say six. No, well, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> not. There's Brent's buzzer. <laughs> Uh, Tom, hey, what part of Texas are you from, Tom? Amarillo. Amen. What a great, great town. I love that town, Amarillo. Matter of fact, where I'm serving as interim pastor, the the music director, that's where he moved from to come to Mississippi. And uh, Amarillo is a great, great, great town. Thank you, Tom. I've been out there to preach a few times. We're going to go to Arkansas. Cindy in Arkansas, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hi. Yes. My name is Cindy. Yes. Welcome. I want to say uh, Merry Christmas to y'all and thank you for the show that you put on. And I wanted to answer question two. Okay. Which one, Cindy? Do you remember? Well, I don't know what hasn't been answered. Okay. Here it is. How many times do we hear these words in Matthew and Luke's account of the Nativity? Do not be afraid. And I gave a multiple choice, two, four, and six. Six is not right. And then the other question that has Hello. not been answered, what year was the Christmas song Silent Night first performed? Okay. Um, I think Do Not Be Afraid was four times. Woo, that is exactly right. <laughs> this, listen, he said it to Zacharias. He said it to Mary in Luke one thirty. He said it to the shepherds in Luke two ten, and he said it to Joseph in Matthew one twenty. Do yeah. not be afraid. 
I, that was – why would he say that, Alex? You're in the very presence of the angel that God had sent to declare this message. Uh, it was a fearl- fearful time, so they had to calm them down so they could hear God's word. That's a great, great sin- – uh, thank you. You've done good. I, I, I commend you. I, I do. Uh, we're going to go to Pat in Texas. Pat, you've got a Bible question. I thank you for holding and welcome to Exploring the Word. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, so I just I was reading, uh, we just got brought up recently about number, Numbers 12, and uh, it said Moses' wife Zipporah was a, uh, Moses' wife Zipporah was a Midianite, but in, in Numbers 12 it says that uh, his sister Miriam was mad because he married a Cushite. So it was a was a Midianite and a Cushite the same? And also, if you look in Habakkuk 3.6, it says, uh, Midianite, something about your windows, Midian, and your curtains, Cush. Like he's using them interchangeably. Okay. Alex, don't have a lot of time. You have an answer for him, real quick answer. Do, do you know, uh, as I understand, imagine if somebody said, um, you're an American and you're uh, – you're uh, a Tennessean or something like that. Tennessee is a subset of America, so by definition, if you're a Tennessean, you're uh, an American. And as I understand it, we studied this a while back. It's something like that. Either the the Cushites were a people of Midian. So, you know, if you were a Midianite, by definition, uh, you'd be a Cushite too, or vice versa. Bert, that's what that's like that? my that's what I've looked at. That's what we mm-hmm. talked about when we went through that. So, Pat, that's our answer, and there may be others that disagree. But on if, issues like that, there can be disagreement and still not be horrible. But I think it was one person, and and this is modern day Ethiopia, I think. Yes, but, it um, is. That's what I understand too. Hey, let's go for s- one more call. Let's go. My, Home state of North Carolina, and it's Joseph. Thanks for holding. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Yes. Hey, uh, uh, Bert and Alice, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's well, good to ditto. have you, Joseph. What you got, Joseph? Hey. Uh, I wanted to answer a question. Do you still have the one about the lineage? The li- uh, well, somebody answered that, but what answer did oh. you have? The lineage of Mary, the genealogy. Yeah, well, uh, uh, it would be David, correct? Well, it David's in it, but guess what? It went all the way back to Adam. That is amazing. Oh. Yeah, all the okay. way back. And there's reasons. I already said it beside that, but it's significant that Luke would go to Adam. He was trying to let the Gentile world know that this Jesus, this Jesus is a Savior for everyone who would put their trust in him. And we're praying that this Christmas season, you would trust Jesus as Lord and Savior. Alex, the answer to the question about Silent Night being performed, Christmas Eve, 1818. Christmas Eve, 1818. Yes, and you know what, Bert? We love Christmas because it's the story of Jesus Christ. Folks, I want to thank you for listening to Exploring the Word today. Uh, Tune in Monday. And there is so much great programming on AFR.net. It's archived. And again, check out the Hamilton Corner from Tuesday. Bill Federer's History of Christmas is really fascinating. Bert, um, we'll say it again, but we want to say it now to everyone listening. Merry Christmas. Don't Merry we? Christmas from Bert and Alex. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.